2: Welcome, ladies and possums and gentlemen, and all possums alike. Here we are without Joe, as you're hearing my voice first. I know, disappointing, you'll hear plenty of it throughout the podcast, but here we are to start the day, uh, and we got some some good stuff. We actually have some, I, I don't know about news, but uh, there's, some, there's a little bit of NFL news going on, because Billy it's, says... It's more newsy than we've had in the last, like, I don't know, month. It's been a while, so. uh, But then we'll go over the uh, nice NFC Southwest West West, not South. South We did that last week. Yep, already did that. So if if you haven't checked it out already, go back on the pod. uh, I don't know, one or two away from this, and go listen to that one as well. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, let's just dive right into this news.
3: All right. First story, Alvin Kamara finally got – he finally pleaded guilty to his assault charge that's been pending since last January or February, one of those two, um, where he, you know, punched a guy at a Las Vegas hotel during the Pro Bowl of two years ago. Um, he got uh, – He hasn't gotten suspended by the NFL yet, but now we finally have a chance to get that going. I'm guessing it's six games pleaded down to four, but what do you
2: think? Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's about accurate. Um, I feel like he's going to have to serve a suspension for sure. Uh, I'm surprised they just dropped all charges. I mean, it sounds like he's going to have to pay, it sounded like $100,000 or something kind of restitution or, you know, hospital bills for the guy. Um, so I, we're getting closer to clearing that up and it's kind of right before football season. So, and honestly draft season, so it should be really, uh, relieving or at least know what we're getting at this point from Kamara. But, um, yeah, it's coming soon. I don't know how long it's going to take cause it's Roger Goodell and those suspensions kind of are really random of when they actually happen. So yeah,
3: he, he's in his own shirt right now. I don't know if you've seen the news about the Dan Snyder email saga, Is it still uh, going on? (laughs) Well, I mean, just more news is being reported. ESPN was reporting that uh, Roger Goodell may have been one of the leakers of those emails from John Gruden, which would just be a total disaster for Roger Goodell. But I don't know if he's not dealing with that. I guess maybe he can go ahead and throw out this suspension real quick just to get the the news off of him.
2: Uh, Yeah, that might be a, a nice little tactic to kind of get the cameras away from him. But at the same time sounds like he's going to have the cameras regardless. So
3: for sure. So does this,
2: where would you feel comfortable drafting,
3: drafting Camara? If it's, let's just say four games.
2: Um, I, I know Joe's a huge Kendry Miller fan. Um, and unfortunately he's not here to talk about this, but honestly, I, you gotta give Kamara the benefit of the doubt here that he's gonna be, it's a new, it's a new quarterback, a new year. Um, uh, there's gonna be, I, I still think he's got some, some in the tank left. It's not like he really lost anything, but he definitely, uh, still has a chance to, you know, be that elite running back. So, uh, four game suspension. I mean, let's look back at the, you know, Melvin Gordon holdout, the DeAndre Hopkins <clears throat> last year, it's probably going to be fifth or sixth round. And I think you're really going to get a steal around that. I mean, cause if you, if you get Kamara where he, where, where, what he's played at in his past, I mean. Uh, you're getting him as your potentially third running back and you're just kind of waiting for him to, you know, hit. So I I think fifth or sixth is about accurate. I think it'll be like Hopkins was last year where everybody waited on him. And then
3: they ended up getting kind of a steal because he ended up being worth it. But at the same time, we don't even know what he's going to come back to. They got Jamal Williams there. Now who's probably going to steal touchdowns. They got Kendra Miller. Who's coming to come on strong as a rookie. And then we don't really know where Kamara is going to fit into all of that. So it is kind of a problem. But if you are a big believer in Kamara, that's not really going to affect you. It's
2: dicey because they drafted his replacement. I mean, Kendra Miller is clearly going to be the new Kamara at some point. We just don't know when. Um, I really am a little curious to see what, Kamara does come back to it does, it does Kendry Miller really get a whole lot of touches a meaningful touches to start that, that let's say it's four games I don't know that we don't know what it is obviously yet but let's say it's four games does he get enough touches to warrant uh you know a role when Kamara comes back I mean Jamal Williams is going to have a role he obviously built out his own niche role in Detroit last year and it's going to be probably a similar role in, in New Orleans so it's another thing to warrant or to counter in there for the Kamara come come back is is he gonna get all his touchdowns poached from him? Is he gonna be the new Mike Tolbert? I mean, or kind of already is, but you know, is that what he's going to be on the Saints?
3: Right. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. I don't I just really don't feel like this affects anything too much because we already kind of built in thinking that there was going to be a suspension of some sort. So I don't really know if this necessarily, you know, affects things that much. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, even every article that I've seen is impending suspension, impending suspension with Kamara. So, um, currently running back 30. So I guess I'm probably a little early on the five or six sixth round. I'm sure there'll be probably six, seventh round then at that point and going behind, I mean, also Dalvin cooks like right by him too, but that's also obviously unknown at the moment, but behind Javante who's coming off injury, Brian Robinson, uh right around Khalil Herbert area I I mean I think that it's worth a shot in the dark I mean at that point I mean I'd I'd be okay with him in the seventh I think fifth might be a little early in my previous statement
3: I'm, I'm probably right there with you with seventh I'm gonna tell you this I don't think I want that headache on my team this year I think I'd feel more comfortable with Jamal Williams because I think the upside of him getting maybe multiple touchdowns in a game is a lot higher than you're gonna get with Kamara I just am afraid we're gonna have a somewhat muted DeAndre Swift situation. Um, maybe, you know, Kamara is more talented than DeAndre Swift, but could we see something like that? And then we don't even know what that's going to mean for Derek Carr because we haven't really seen him use a pass catching back ever. I mean, kind of, but not really. I mean, Josh Jacobs wasn't that. So it's like, got
2: I, a little bit at the last year, but it was Yeah, but
3: not like what we would expect Kamara to get. So, like, we don't even know what that's going to look like. I don't know. I personally would just be steering clear.
2: Yeah. And also Jamal Williams is at the moment pre-suspension five picks behind Kamara. So like you're getting the starting running back of the saints for the first four weeks. I think that's, we've talked about it last week. Like Jamal Williams should be a target on some rosters this year, especially those first four weeks are kind of crucial as it is. You don't want to slip too far behind. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on
3: to Deandre Hopkins. So this is kind of one of those more rumor based things, but DeAndre Hopkins went from being plus a min- or from being plus 500 to go to the Tennessee Titans to now minus 300 on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. We did see Will Levis do something similar to this because of a random Reddit post, so Lord only knows where this source of this information is coming from. But DeAndre Hopkins is heavily favored to go to the Tennessee Titans now. If this ends up being true, where are you taking DeAndre Hopkins and feeling good about it?
2: Um I I think DeAndre Hopkins value is standalone. I mean obviously quarterbacks do play into it. Obviously Tannehill Hill has not looked great and you know we don't really know what's behind him uh, at the moment. I think Malik Willis is beating out Will Levis at camp from what I I'm, I'm hearing from camp news. Um so I I think Hopkins value is standalone though. I mean we saw it with uh Kyler coming in and then all the replacements for Kyler over the years. I mean Hopkins still looked good and you can throw the ball up to a guy like that. So I personally don't have a problem getting Hopkins. I mean, maybe not quite where he normally is in the first two rounds, but the third, fourth round, I think is still a very valid Hopkins landing spot. Obviously, we want to see where he goes. We don't want him to go to a crowded locker room. Uh, but at the moment, it doesn't. He he just visited those two teams and then it was just, OK, I'll make up my mind eventually. And I felt felt like it was leaning Patriots, which was weird. It's kind um, of strange. And, also, this well, isn't the news story I thought you were going to talk about, so I'll I'll just bring this up real quick. There was something about – someone tweeted out that uh, he could have went to the Buffalo Bills if he yeah. wasn't ring-chasing, and he put some poop emojis out there. and was Yeah, like, yeah. he put uh, the bull poop emoji on Instagram under uh, a post
3: about if he's ring-chasing, he should go to the Bills. Um, but this one seems like there's at least – Vegas at least wants you to think that this is going to happen. Now, again – we got duped by Will Levis in a Reddit post. So, you know, at the same time, like, that did happen. And so this could be just another version of that. But I'm not going to – kind of give you my hot take about this? I think if DeAndre Hopkins goes to Tennessee Titans, he's Arizona Cardinals' A.J. Green. Oh. I, I'll be that guy. I'll be that
2: guy. I don't think it's that bad. I – I got to imagine that there's something better than that out there. For so him. when mean-
3: Julio went to this team, we thought Julio still had something in the tank and boy, did Julio have nothing in that tank. And while he is younger, I'll give, I'll give you that DeAndre Hopkins. I gotta believe that the quarterback situation is going to affect things. And another problem that we're having is that like all these random reports are saying that Malik Willis has been outplaying uh, Will Levis during training camp, so he might retain the number two job, which is just an absolute disaster if that's true. But it might be. And either way, I don't. If Malik Willis is throwing him the ball, I think he's going to suck. I think if Will Levis is throwing him the ball, I think he's going to suck. If Ryan Tannehill's throwing him the ball, he's going to be a little bit better. But I still, I think we're talking AJ Green on the Cardinals. I'm, I, I'm sorry, it's just not ideal.
2: Yeah, I, I got to disagree with you on that. I mean, not to mention the fact that I don't think, I don't believe in Tannehill and I don't know how I feel about Malik Willis. I wanted it to happen last year. I think I tried my hardest to get that a a thing. And I I don't know about Will Levis at all. Like, I mean, there's, there was hype and then there wasn't hype and then everybody tanked him. But honestly, I feel like there's three quarterbacks out here. If one of them can't, can get it to Hopkins, they can play and start the game. I mean, you know, I don't think that the Tennessee Titans are going to be very competitive this year, but I think that Hopkins has something to prove and wants to be that number one on the team. I mean, he went from three. I mean, he literally has played for now three of the worst teams. Hypothetically, if he gets signed to Titans, Uh, Houston Texans uh, obviously weren't terrible when Deshaun Watson came in, but they were pretty bad when he started. And then he went to Arizona, which like we thought was going to be good. And they were up there, but now they're one of the worst teams. Uh, And it's not his fault that these teams, went. he was fine with them. It's just the, the team was pretty bad and not well coached, but I think Hopkins has better, a better talent level than what Julio Jones went to at that time. I think Julio Jones was, I don't want to say quite over the hill. I think he just had injuries that bothered him. I mean, it just didn't, he didn't and look maybe right. He didn't it. look speedy anymore. Like his speed went to shit. Hopkins never really was built on speed. He's been built on being the jump ball guy.
3: Who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm just thinking AJ Green Cardinals. That's just, that, I, hate that. Couple, I hate that cop. He's going to have a couple of pop games, but I don't think he's going to be as reliable as he's been in the past. But who knows? Maybe I'll be completely wrong there. Um Okay. On to the NFC West. We are previewing this division. It's got two of the bottom teams in the NFL and two teams that are pretty interesting. So, We'll start with what is projected to be the worst team in football, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. So, I believe you have them. So,
2: go ahead. No, we don't. We don't have anyone. We're just we're we're Joeless. Joe had the Cardinals number one. Oh yeah, that's really fair. I forgot about but, that. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll just jump right in with Kyler though. Um, I mean, just the Cardinals in general. Uh, their offensive line rank is the thirty first. Uh, this actually probably is the worst offensive line in the the a division worth of offensive linemen in the entire. National Football League. Uh, you got the Cardinals ranking in at thirty-first, uh, and currently Kyler Murray is going as QB twenty-four, which I don't hate because there is a chance that he plays. Uh, and I, I I understand that they're pretty, the only downfall to this is they're replacing Kyler at the end of this year. But I think the fact it, the matter is is Kyler knows that and he needs to play for his own you know career. I just state.
3: like can can I just say I
2: don't think they should do that. They might do that. I don't think they should do that. I really don't. I think there's a dilemma because it's like at the same time, they want to finish as, you know, the, the worst team pretty much. I mean, they want to be able to go get Caleb Williams, start over and have a decent team to start with.
0: Mm -hmm. But at
2: the same time, they want to, you can't, you can't tank. I mean, you, you literally just can't do like, you can't purposefully tank, but you can not put Kyler Murray in.
3: Yeah. Which is what I think they're planning to do. And, The, I guess the thing about it is you have two schools of thought here. Either a they they trade him at the end of the season in hopes of like, you know, getting even more draft capital for him, which I think would just be bananas for the Cardinals to do. Like to do that kind of blow up seems pretty extreme to me. But at the same time, whoever trades for him, you're getting kind of a cheap upgrade if you don't have a quarterback like Atlanta or Tennessee even or you know somebody like that you're getting a really cheap upgrade on what you're in Kyler Murray's only 25 so he's still got potentially
2: like a you know five more years while he's still got his legs yeah that's what he has on his contract too by the way five well actually he's got six years left on this contract
3: it's ridiculous to trade that by the way. Like in the NBA that makes sense to trade something like that. In the NFL that's nuts to trade a quarterback that's under contract for 6 years. That's bonkers to Yeah, and if the they three- cut him,
2: they're going to eat like $30 million. There's no way they cut him. That
3: that cannot happen. They're going to trade him or he's going to be the starting quarterback, which I think that's the direction they should go personally. I think they should just take whatever asset they're going to get from him like for whatever their placement is going to be at the end of the
2: season and then just load up on getting this team to be better. I mean, if they get, if they get the number one overall pick, which it's looking potentially likely, then they could do what the Chicago bears did and get a haul, get a wide receiver running back and a pick like, well, you know. and here's the the beauty of it. They have Houston's pick too. Mm-hmm. Since I
3: made that trade during the draft. So they could potentially have two top seven picks at the end of the season. And, if you've got Kyler Murray, like why not just get a Marvin Harrison Jr. from the draft next year, or get some, you know, bulk up the line a little bit more or something.
2: Yeah, I don't. Need it's ridiculous to line. do it that
3: way, in my opinion.
2: I, I, I feel like where they went wrong here is they just drafted a, they did the Cowboys strategy the last few years in the draft, and it's just been draft linebackers, and honestly, none of them have really panned out to their draft position. I mean, Zayvon Collins is still kind of yet to yet to be seen, but. I mean, Isaiah Simmons has been a complete bust at this point. I think it's time that we can officially say that.
3: Well, the thing is, and we'll get to when we get to the defense, but they transitioned him a position, so he's not even playing a linebacker anymore. So, I, I'm
2: just saying. I mean, it's the the draft picks have not worked out for this Kyler. It's I don't really think Kyler's the problem. I mean, obviously he's not like a top five quarterback at this moment, but like if I he's... say that I'm an Oklahoma Homer, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you say it, and that way. I... I don't, I don't really think it is. I mean, he had really bad injury luck. It's hard to say he's injury prone. He's a little guy. I mean, we can say that we can say he's little. So he got injured that, that's why he keeps getting injured. But he kept getting injured right at the end of the season. And it was right during their run or he just didn't perform at the end of the season. And there was no finishing. And then obviously the whole call of duty internet thing, like not studying playbooks, like that's bad. I mean, like it's like, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, obviously Kyler at least played, the good news with Kyler is if he ever wants to give up football, he can go play for the Oakland A's because they drafted him a long time ago. So uh or he uh, can be I, a
3: professional gamer. Like that's another option. He can just be a Twitch streamer. He's got career options, but I don't think it's I don't think it's over for him. I just I no I, I don't, I don't know. think it's over. I think it was way overblown why people are saying like when he went down last season, he was QB eight in the league, and people were treating him like he was literally like QB you know what he finished at QB 19 and it's like that's what people thought he he was that I was like no 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 he wasn't bad when he went down still even though they weren't very good it wasn't really his fault so well they also know.
2: haven't done anything at the running back position we still got just James Connor back there which we'll get to in a second but I don't know I, my, my thing is I don't dislike the ADP of getting uh Kyler Murray um I don't think you have to pay anything for him QB 24 I don't think anyone's excited about him Um, he's been, you know, a top 10 QB in fantasy, you know, for the last, his first three years of his career. And I think that's where he would be drafted if he continued a, a full season last year. Like why, why are we already giving up on him? The same people that are giving up on him are still hyped about Trey Lance. No, for sure. Like, honestly, if you punt on quarterback
3: and just go no quarterback for the first like 10 rounds. And you take like a Matt Stafford. I would go ahead and pick up Kyler Murray towards the end of the draft. That way, you've got all bases covered.
2: Yeah, he tore his ACL, and what was that? December, early December, late November, something uh, like
3: that. Yeah. So the
2: the the, the healing process is going to be a little rough, but I, I mean, he's still got to play. I mean, he's on the team. I mean, I guess they could sit him this year and just stock up on draft picks, but I just don't see why you would do that. This division's not really a gimme to anyone anymore. No, but it's not. I don't think that they're really competitive for it either. But, I mean, there's a chance still. Definitely not. Um, right. we wasted enough time. Uh, yeah. Let's get on to James Conner. Mr. 15-18 touchdowns in 2021. And then reverted back to what he actually is. A guy who, you know, actually that was one of those better uh, yards per carry uh, last year. But uh, back to the seven touchdowns. So, I think I said this last year during the, the team previews was, if you take away eight or so of those touchdowns he's back to the running back 20 and that's exactly what happened um value's not bad on him um he's going as running back 23 which is probably where he's going to finish so i mean your your money that you're putting in is about the same so yeah no
3: you're not wrong um i still think james connor is a steal i i don't know why he's going so low. I still don't. I still I still think he's a potential guy that can win you a league, not because he's going to be good or anything, just because he's available and he's going to play probably the whole season. He's got no competition for carries. This team is going to suck, and I don't see why they're going to go away from the James Conner thing. Again, this is just like I was saying last season when I like I was like, he's somebody that you should trade for. It's just the fact that he's uh, there all the time. He, he's going to get you. He's not going to win you a league, but he's going to be good enough with a floor to where you're going to be competitive.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's 23, 18, 14, 11. Like, I mean, you can't really be mad at those numbers. His lowest scorings were sevens and an eight, and then everything else is double digits. And then he obviously well, missed during, games. Play,
3: Like during the fantasy playoffs last season, he was exactly the kind of guy that you wanted on your team.
2: Like he yeah. was that reliable. So just, just a reliable running back. And yeah, we, we kind of talked about the no, no one behind him, Keontae Ingram. They drafted him last year, ran for 27 carries for 60 yards. That's in yards per carry of 2.2. 2. Um, and then behind that, I mean, they got Tyson Williams. Well, they,
3: I've, man, I wish
2: I had this name off the top of
3: my head, but they had a guy on their team last year that was the number two, and they just randomly cut him in like week 12. And they just weren't, you know, we're like okay i guess we're just going to be all james connor i don't know it's very strange yeah. cardinals are a strange team man
2: well also you got to look at this as the in the quarterback aspect i mean the fact that kyler's not going to play for the first six games probably uh, of the season is pup-less, pupless four actually now it's four but i mean still don't think okay. he'll be available. Four, four to six games that he probably will not be playing um and then so that means james connor i mean clayton toon and driscoll are not the answers. David Blow, I guess Colt McCoy is there still. Um, but there's plenty of options, but they're not great. So you're gonna imagine Connor's gonna get the bulk of the carries. So I agree. Um and on the wide receivers, uh we've got the, the trade that they made last year for Marquise Brown. Um he looked good before Hopkins yeah. came before Hopkins came back. So
3: I think they should just keep him. And I don't think they should, like, he should not be overdoing it this season. They're going to need him to be the number two to whatever wide receiver they're going to bring in next season.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was a top ten wide receiver as first six weeks, and then Hopkins came back, and I guess he got injured at that exact time, too. I honestly That's don't remember too much. but Pretty much when it happened, because it, it was during the Eagles game, right? I uh, think. It been week six, so Seattle.
3: No, nope, not after not the Eagles game. It's a week after that.
2: Yeah, I like Marquise Brown. Um, I, I don't know about it this year. Um, I think I would rather buy some of the lower guys. So Marquise Brown's going as wide receiver 32, which I think all things considered, he can completely surpass and smash above that ADP.
1: Mm-hmm. But the
2: problem is, is the quarterback and not knowing right now. So I think that's why you're getting a little bit of value there. I'm more interested in the guys that are way lower. Um, Rondale Morris wide receiver 50. Um, and he obviously had a pretty good year last year. Um, didn't start the season out, started the season out injured and then came out and then got injured at the end of the season too. So had a pretty good stretch while Hopkins was on the field, still doing that. We were kind of wondering what Marquise Brown and Hopkins would have looked like together, which we kind of never really got to see until later. Um, and it didn't look great, but Rondo Moore played a great compliment to um, Hopkins. So there's no huge guy here, but Michael, Michael Wilson um, is the new rookie addition here. And, I think I'm most excited about him, and I actually talked to Joe before this podcast, who's unfortunately not with us anymore. Um, just, kidding, just kidding, he's at a concert. Uh, he's the only big guy on the team, so like you've got to imagine that he's going to step in and take over some of those those roles because we got Rondo, Moore, Marquise Brown, both like under six foot, uh, and then you got Michael Wilson coming in at six two, and it's not even really huge. And Greg Dortch as well, I guess. I mean, the Dortch is always lit. York was a super cool like start to the season, 13, 15, 17, and then <clears> he <throat> just disappeared. A couple splash plays at the end there, but um it's a cool, it's a good wide receiver room. I just I don't want to pay high on it because of this team being, you know, what it is. So yeah, pretty much. That's that's kind of what I was feeling too. Okay, and then I guess I've kind of taken this as my teams anyway. So here we are. Uh Trey <laughs> McBride. Took the back seat last year. One of the most uh, highly coveted tight ends in the rookie draft, uh, or in the draft in general, and we were hoping yeah. he went to a team that made sense, and it didn't. Uh, sat behind Zach Ertz for the majority of the season until Ertz uh, inevitably went down with an injury around uh, right near the back half of the season, and McBride never really took over. So Ertz, yeah, played nine games, got injured to in the tenth, uh, was looking double digits every game, and then you go. Trey McBride had a couple good games, but it wasn't like consistent enough. Um, I think people. Can I be honest him. with
3: you? What's I on? think they're going to cut
2: Ertz. Think so? I
3: think so. I think they're going to do him a solid, get him onto a team where he can actually like compete and play, and let McBride have the starting role this year. And it just makes the most sense. They made when they made that trade, they were trying to win the Super Bowl, and I don't really see how Zach Ertz would like to be on this team this year because they are trying to lose. I got to think he's too good, I guess.
2: Yeah. And not to mention, he's not going to be really at any of the training camp most likely. So I assume if Ertz does play week one, it's going to be like, he comes back to practice the week before. So, um, but I think they cut him and then he gets to go play on a different team and try to win. I don't dislike that. And personally, I love uh the fact that both of these guys are going as tight end 19 and 24, Ertz at the 24 spot. I think they're both steals. Uh, this is this is what we wanted for McBride. And I kind of feel like everyone kind of forgot about him. Um, it, it kind of happens sophomore year of seasons when people don't break out as rookies because everyone always just expects a breakout out as a rookie. Um, obviously in Dynasty he's already taken, but in redraft, uh, he could be a really valuable tight end for those, especially that punt on one. Um yeah. or get him as a get him as a backup and just have two great tight ends. If you end up getting Kelsey, you can get McBride like way later. For sure. So. Anything to add to this wide receiver for, I should say, pass catching room?
3: Nope. This team's going to suck.
2: Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be it, optimistic because they're, it's, they're
3: not going to be good. They're not going to be a good football team this year. And I don't think they're going to have Kyler Murray come back.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard for me to say, you know, this is going to be the worst team in football, personally. I mean, not this team specifically. I just mean in general. Like, you see a team, like, there's talent on this team. Their wide yeah. receiver room is n- not the worst in the league and not, not the best, obviously. Um, and then they have a valid running back, but nothing behind him. And then they have Kyler Murray. So, like, if Kyler Murray comes back, I could see this team winning six or seven games, but I don't think they want to with the first and second potential pick if Texans are bad as well. So, yeah. And it's it's one of those like soft tanks because like you said, cut or trade hurts uh sit Kyler for the year. Say he's not fully healthy, it's week 9, he's not coming back, you know, or Yeah, and then build your team with the two first round picks you're going to have in the top 10 next season
3: and then go. Like I, I don't think this team's that far off from just being able to just
2: go. Couple and, players. I mean, an offensive line, some offensive line help a new wide receiver, a new mm-hmm. offensive weapon in general. And a couple running backs.
3: I a couple defensive players.
2: They could do that in free agency, honestly, a lot of that. Um, sure. Especially the running back market's fucking tanked right now. So, uh, basically, if you're a Cardinals fan this year, sorry, literally, for both teams. St. Louis you don't Orson. want them to win, that's that's all. You just don't want them to win. It's like the St. Louis Cardinals. Like They're going out
3: there, they're trying their hardest, but they're probably not going to win the game. Yeah. It's over for him. Um,
2: (laughs) IDP wise, you got anyone you want to talk about on this team?
3: Um, Yeah. I mean, Buda Baker, we still, you know, he's our uh, strong safety
2: king. You're always going to want him in the backfield or in the back end. I actually, before you get any further, I I want to stop you at Buda Baker. So we were just doing that draft and I really wanted to draft Buda Baker, but then I Mm -hmm. heard the news of Isaiah Simmons switching to a kind of safety role. Yeah, but it's the other side. But you got Jalen Thompson, who's been phenomenal for years. Well,
3: I mean, yeah, that's true. It's like – so I guess Buda Baker is going to be the strong safety. Jalen Thompson is going to be the one that's roaming. And then I don't know what Isaiah Simmons is going to be out there doing, but he's going to be back in that secondary as well. So, Which is where he should have been from the very start, by the way. they When they drafted him, they did not know how Clemson was using him, which was basically a free safety. And they just were like, you're going to be a linebacker. And now we find out that it's like, no, he should have been a defensive back this entire time. It's kind of, I don't know. That yeah, so a
2: mess. <laughs> I actually have Buda Baker as a cut candidate or trade candidate basically for when well, they he wants out, it. which so that I, I could see that
3: happening, but I don't think Isaiah Simmons would fit in that role. I don't.
2: Well, I mean, you can have three safeties on the field too. I mean, any nickel package, Isaiah Simmons can be in there playing the, you know like free safety role and you could put Jalen Thompson on the, they just need Buda Baker to buy in for this season. Like that's all, Um, but why buy in for a losing season? Like it's hard for him. I I mean, I'm saying like buy in
3: for the future. Like once they get past this, then we'll start cooking again, but he's probably going to need a contract. Um, I'm just, I'm just a little concerned with the three of them in general, like safety wise. I mean, I agree, but we'll see what happens. Um, I do want to bring up Zayvon Collins. He's a solid tackle monster. I think you're you're going to get good value there out of the linebacker position. Um, Kaiser White, Josh's boy, also very solid tackle for. Um, and then Myjai Sanders, um, I always kind of liked him. He was last season. He was a rookie. And he didn't really get to show what he could do last season, but I kind of really liked him coming out of college. So I think as far as maybe a player that could take the jump, it could be him or – it's going to be Aziz Ojulari's brother, B.J. Ojulari, who they drafted this year. Um, and B.J. Ojulari is better than his brother, Aziz. So I don't see how he doesn't make it onto the field at some point. I don't know whose spot he's going to take just yet, but he's probably going to find his way on the field this season.
2: Yeah, honestly, you, you nailed it. I don't really like any a huge amount of pass rushers on this team. There's not really... Well, here's, after here's the interesting thing.
3: Since Jonathan Gannon, who was your defensive coordinator for the Eagles last season, is there, makes me feel like they're going to try to feature a defensive end. Like they're going to try, you know, because Hassan Reddick was the key part of that defense last season. And I think that might be his philosophy. Probably wants to build a defense that is something like that. So, in my opinion, you go out, you draft BJ O'Julari in the second round, you know, just trying to fit
2: pegs into holes here you know what i'm saying Oh, for sure i just i'm just saying there's no one that stands out on the page right now for me not yet um, it's um, gonna yeah. take it's gonna take a, a minute to maybe heat up sorry i liked what you said like i said I, I thought you nailed all the all the hot topics i just there's no like there's no elite pass rusher on this team. no nope, that thing. definitely um, not but the linebackers and safeties though are gonna s- just get so many tackles this year and i think that there's one of them yeah. that's going to end up with 150, uh, and that can well, be well. It's going to be one exercise. of those things where the
3: team gets up really big on them, and then they just
2: run the rest of the game, mm-hmm. and so you're going to be able to
3: just eat those tackles up.
2: Oh yeah, no, excited about that. I I guess this is really, in my opinion, Isaiah Simmons' last chance to be a, not a starting player, but to be a feature player. Um, yeah, not even. Well, I mean, time. now
3: that they're finally playing them at the right spot, I guess we'll see what they can do. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. And then I'm pretty sure this is Jalen Thompson's last uh, year under contract. So I think yeah. he might have to figure out what happens to him, too. I um, think Jalen
2: Thompson goes and gets a contract somewhere else. I mean, I have to think I agree with he's that. He's proved it. I Again, I, I, that's why I rich, really
0: hope.
3: Unless Gannon gets in there and is like immediately has buy in from everybody. Like, that's the only thing that could change that.
2: I just I mean, Thompson's playing a contract year. And he's played the last, what, two. Two years now, just st- completely stellar. Uh, kind of as a, a backup, a career backup almost. Like I think it was two, three years that he was in the league before, and yeah. he came in and he did his job. I mean, he learned a lot. I mean, he's at the, he's gonna be kind of like Mike Epps uh, from the Eagles, like get a nice contract after this. So, yeah, four sure. years in the in the league, two years with hundred plus tackles these last two. So, all in the Cardinals. So I don't think the Cardinals resigned him because I don't. I think they're gonna have else other problems yeah. elsewhere. They have money going in different directions.
3: All right, The Cardinals are slated to win four and a half games, according to Vegas.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Joe actually randomly ran through the schedule with me, even though I didn't ask him to, but they play all of the NFC East, and then they have to play San Francisco twice, so we can go ahead and call that six losses, pretty much. I mean, at least five. Um, And then the rest of the schedule didn't sound very easy either. Um, I do not have the schedule pulled up in front of me, so I'm not going to read it, because we don't have Joe. So look it up yourself, but uh, I'm gonna go with over I just I don't think teams lose that much anymore I mean we don't have the Owen 16 teams really anymore that's not how really... much did
3: Joe's Bears lose this season
2: uh I think they got three wins last year I mean but I mean they play the Rams twice they play uh these the other teams in this division twice I mean I maybe. guess that's true maybe I don't know I think Kyler
3: doesn't come back and I think they win three three wins sounds good to me.
2: Yeah, and then we got the chance if Kyler comes back, we're going to win at least three games from that. I mean, I would imagine. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with over. I, I think it's a little okay. bit of a homer. I'm proud of you. You're a believer I, in the underdog. I don't like saying that this is the worst team in the or that a team is the worst team in the league because it's you hard. You just to, want them to go okay. out there and have fun. I get it, Josh. You're very Very nice Ted Lasso. I'll I'll right. shave <laughs> you into a mustache then.
3: <laughs> you are. Okay, let's move on to the next team. That I could not believe we spent 20 three minutes on the Cardinals. Maybe the Rams we can go through a little bit faster because this team's not not near as stacked, quote-unquote stacked, I guess. Not not as many good players players on this team. Um, All right, so the Rams are bringing back Max Stafford, 35 years old. He is like a just slew of medical issues, including a spine contusion that he's coming back from. Don't think he should ever play football again. I'll go ahead and just say that for the 300th time. I don't understand when these guys get, like, spine problems when they're like, you know what, I'm going to go back out there again, play for a losing team. I get it. You want the money, but at the same time, you might never be able to walk again by the end of it. But whatever. It's all for the glory, I guess. He's going as QB 20. Don't want any part of him, to be perfectly honest with you. I would not mind if you waited till the end. If you went all position players early, sure. But in my opinion, I don't want any part of Matt Stafford. Keep him away from me. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Now I don't disagree with you because the spine injury is what really sets it all off for me. Uh, but Matt Stafford has been a career wide receiver 10 in, in his career. And he's just been a solid guy out there. So if he can sit there and pull together a full season, still got Cooper cup. Who's your I'm backup saying, quarterback. Uh, Wolford, I, I still are, uh, <laughs> Oh no, it is not Brett Ripian.
3: What? Yeah, a that underwear. guy. And
2: then they also drafted Stetson Bennett. So Um, I think we forgot about
3: Stetson Bennett. I feel like he actually might get on the field this year.
2: Yeah. If Stafford does go down, that's what they got going for him. Um, I'm not excited about the Rams, but I I think Stafford tries to, I mean, he won, he won a ring. He's still playing. He might hang it up at the end of this year. He's not going to go out there and not try to play well. Uh, I did see on sleeper here. It literally says three days ago that the Rams tried to trade Stafford. So, uh (laughs) <laughs> there's there's not a whole lot of confidence, so maybe and don't draft. Nobody gonna him. be, be taken. Let's just go ahead and tell you, don't draft Stafford. Neck issues. I would not be training. drafting Stafford. I don't think he
3: should play, but if he does play, I don't think he'll be out there long. All right, let's move on to the important players on this team. So wide receiver, we got Cooper Cup going as wide receiver three. I mean, he's just uh, uh, it says Cam Acres, uh, but Cooper Cup wide receiver three. He has been. Uh, magician as far as catching the ball i mean he's just the one of the most consistent players in fantasy football um wide receiver three seems a little rich to me right now just based on not knowing who's going to be throwing him the ball he has been quarterback proof when he's been out there but i just still it just it makes me a little nervous when we go into you know potentially first round draft pick on your team maybe early second round draft pick and you don't know who's throwing him the ball But then again, he's always made a fool out of me. So I would not be surprised if this
2: is another year of that, you know? Yeah, I I think this is the year to not draft Cooper Cup. Um, Like you said, he could easily go off and we know what he's capable of. But with the Stafford injury, uh, it's just it's too much for me. He's literally wide receiver three going in the first round still, which is just wild. And I there's so many questions surrounding this team. I still don't have a running back, in my opinion, which we'll get to in a second and there's really no one behind him uh we we haven't really no. talked about this yet but van jefferson uh a guy that we like we love uh but yeah. he just never really did it i mean he looked okay with baker but i mean it's just never been that guy so. it's he and he's not going to be that guy and then behind him is
3: puka nakua and tutu atwell who are going undrafted currently um and i don't want any part of either of them either i do th- i do like nakua um but i don't i don't want him on the team and then tutu atwell is going to be a career special team player so i don't really want any part of this offense at all other and then than you cooper cup yeah best
2: discount cooper cup
3: yeah ain't that the truth i love that mullet that he has though um yeah i mean i don't want cooper cup at his current price tag i'm going to let other people make that decision for themselves but he's not going to be my pick
2: um, all right, real quick before we get into the tight end position. What let's just say Cooper Cup slips down the board. What spot are you willing to take him in? Mid second. Like if mid I was second. a pick, I was pick, let's see, what would that be like? Uh 18, 19. So Jefferson Chase, uh, let's say AJ Brown slipped up a little high. Stephon Diggs went.
3: Hill um, is gone. Hill.
2: Yeah. And then you're so sitting like,
3: there. Wide receiver. Six,
1: seven, maybe. Seven, yeah, yeah. Because I
3: mean, what I'm assuming by that, then I got the fifth pick or sixth pick, which I probably took a a running back, and then gone all the way back around and got Cooper Cup in the mid-second. I would feel good about that. That I mean, that's probably that kind of risk is worth it to me.
2: But to draft in the first round, kind of tough. Yeah, I think it comes down to is the fact that. Even if Stafford's not there, if Cooper Cup's healthy, he could still go for 20, 30 points. I mean, it's still going to be the game plan. It's still McVeigh. Uh, McVay and Cooper Cup obviously have, you know, obviously we talk about the Breakfast Club with Stafford and him, but like at the same time, Cooper Cup's been phenomenal. Like it, it's not only Matt Stafford. I mean, he, he finds Cooper Cup's just always wide open. That's what kills me about him. He is just, every time I look at him, I'm just like, how is no one covering him? I mean, you don't even have to double team him, but like there's never anyone near him. And I'm just like, He's the only one that catches balls on the team. Like, just cover him. Have a guy near him, at least. He'll fall over, right, when he catches the ball. never makes any sense to me at all. Magic man. never made it.
3: Um, Okay, uh, let's get on to the tight end, which Tyler Higby going as tight end 15. Not currently a starting tight end. Um, He's just kind of random. You never know what you're going to get from him. He is a DFS hero because you're going to get him pretty cheap when you're playing DraftKings. Um, But... Not exactly somebody that you're going to rely on. I know McVay does not like him, even though they consistently bring him back. But I don't, again, don't want him on my team. I'll let somebody else have him. I literally
2: never want Tyler Higby on my team. I just wanted nope. to clear that up before we got there. So for sure.
3: Um, all right, onto the running back, real quick. We got Cam Akers going at RB twenty-one on 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 underdog. I don't hate RB21 because he's in the like 6th or 7th round. I will take a dart throw at that. That sounds good to me. I don't want him in the 3rd round, but if you're telling me like 5th, 6th, 7th round, I can grab him, sure. I'll take that. That's that the the risk is worth the potential reward at that level. Um don't know what happened with him last season. I I would love the ESPN 30 for 30 on what happened with Cam Akers in the middle of the 2022 season was bizarre what was going on there um but hey i mean if he comes back and is anywhere what he was at the end of the season that's not a bad player to take in the sixth round i i feel like he's just good at the end of the season back in 2021 well, because they trusted out. him again he, he wasn't getting the ball he like had completely taken him away from everything it made no sense i again would love to know the documentary on what happened Um, And then Zach Evans is another one we should mention. He is a rookie. I did not like him at Old Miss at all, but I can't lie. He kind of fell into a good spot with the Rams because it's really just acres ahead of him right now. He is, I think, going to be number two on the depth chart by the time the season starts. And if they do, for some reason, start hating acres again, that means that, that leaves Zach Evans in a position where he could be a starting running back. And those are always good positions in the
2: NFL. That's fair. Um, Yeah, that was. I don't understand Akers. I don't want him on my team personally. I just, I don't. Last year was such a weird thing. Everyone got really hyped about him. Um, Again, we're always hyped about Zach or uh, Cam Akers. Uh, I probably won't end up with a Ram on my team. There's a chance I end up with a
3: Cardinal on my team. I will not end up with a Ram on my team when we draft. I guarantee it.
2: Yeah, Cooper Cup's the only one that I would even be willing to consider, um, in my opinion. First, though, and somebody's going to take him in the first. Yeah, not at his current asking price, but I have a feeling people are also... I don't know, though. Is people going to be recency biased? And they're just like, no, nah, he scores 30 points every game. I'm going to draft him. I don't know. Wow. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, And then, getting on to the defense, uh, there's nothing left. Uh, Ramsey got traded. Uh, linebackers, you got Ernest Jones, I guess. We should talk about him. Yep. Um, pretty decent year last year, and I imagine we'll probably rake up a majority of these tackles here. Um, Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald is back for another year and quite possibly his last, but, uh, it's Aaron Donald. So you, like, you got to expect the best from him. Um, probably not the 20 sacks that he used, he's used to getting, but I think a double digit 15 sack, maybe even season is still in the cards for him. Um, and then Jordan Fuller has, you know, I don't know what happened to all their safeties. I feel like they had a plethora of safeties for years and now it's literally Jordan Fuller and Russ yeast, I don't know, a bunch of rookies on this team in the back end. Like, literally, they, they signed a bunch of people because, you know, what happens is when you, when, you, when you make that push to be the best team in the league and to go in the Super Bowl, you end up with this, which is the leftovers. Well, uh, okay, you- so
3: it was actually kind of funny because, you know, you need 90 players to go into training camp with, and they only had 50-something people on the roster going into the draft. So they were literally going to have to just draft and then sign a bunch of players um, because they didn't they didn't have a full roster to go into even training camp with. So it's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. Um, but Byron Rung is another one that we should mention. He's a rookie. Um, this is a, a rookie I think we should pay attention to because he's going to get on the field because they have depleted their team. And um, unless they make some crazy signing, I think he has a chance to make a real impact on this team right away
2: yeah if you if you take away Cooper cup from this team this is the worst team in the league yeah it's real real bad we're There's only no literally
3: the only reason that we're not like I think that they're higher than like the Cardinals and the Texans um the Panthers is because of mcVeigh like I think that is the only reason people are like well you know Sean mcVeigh's not gonna go four and 12 or
2: 13. actually quick question here. Isn't this wouldn't this be the Rams' first first round pick that they've had? It is, actually. It's the first one they've
3: had, which is why it would be hilarious if they ended up somehow with the number one overall pick and got Caleb Williams, because it's like, of course, the one year that they actually have a bad pick.
2: Everything fell fell apart after they fucking signed all these guys, these thirty year old guys. A Super Bowl. Rings, well, I guess it worked, but I, I mean hate everything about it. And if they get Caleb Williams, I'm gonna be even more mad at Kroenke. So ain't that the truth? I'm right, I I actually right might be you. rooting for the Rams this year to not get the first round pick.
3: I like that. All right. The Rams over under is six and a half. It's under. There's no way. I think so too. Six and a half is generous. I, I don't even need to really look at the schedule. I think that's
2: generous. Um, I'll pull it up. I just feel like a dick not doing it. It's part of the podcast. People need to know uh, if you, if you want to, if you want to know the Cardinal schedule, go look it up, but everything else will tell you. Uh, starting off, Seahawks, 49ers, Bengals, Colts, Eagles, Cardinals, Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Commanders, Saints, Giants, 49ers. How in the world would they win more than six games? I count three, maybe. Yeah, but I mean... And I, mean, I don't they're think they're going miraculously win
3: something, but I don't know how they would get to six wins.
2: That would be that'd be hard to do with that schedule. Sad, all those paid fans aren't going to have anything to root for. Yeah, ain't that the truth?
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: All right, let's move on to the Seahawks. I was the team I was supposed to cover this week, so I actually have all that stuff written down. Um, All right, the quarterback for the Seahawks is Geno Smith the reclamation project from a couple years ago, which, I mean, ended up not being too bad last year. He ended up as a top five quarterback in the league, uh, as far as fantasy goes, and I just can't even be- – I still can't believe what I watched. I could not believe that he was doing that. But, you know, when you walk into a a, a team that has – we talked about this with Baker Mayfield on the Bucks this year. When you walk into a team that has a loaded bunch of weapons – You don't necessarily have to be good. You just can't be that bad. So that is kind of exciting to hope for him this year. He's going as QB 15 right now in drafts. I think that's actually kind of a a low for him. Um, If he had top five upside last year, because that's what he ended up being top 10 seems right in the same realm. They have all the same weapons and they even got him a couple more. So moving on to those weapons, JSN is the now wide receiver two, according to Underdog, by the way, guys. recency bias out the f- in Wazoo? Uh, JSN is going as wide receiver 32 in Underdog drafts. Tyler Lockett is going as wide receiver 33, and DK Metcalf is going as wide receiver 15. Um, I like DK Metcalf a whole lot. I think that he is getting drafted in the right spot. Now, this Jackson Smith and Jigba thing, is a little worrisome to me. I kind of just wanted to jump straight to him because he's a rookie, folks, and he is going to be number three on this team. It's hard to imagine that he's going to out-target both Lockett and Metcalf. Now, if you wanted to say he's going to out-target Noah Fant, maybe the running backs, I'll listen to you. I think it's going to be a little tight. I think it's going to be neck and neck. But he's not going to out-target DK Metcalf for sure. And then I don't think he's going to – Out-target Tyler Lockett. I think that you're going to want Tyler Tyler Lockett on your team. You're going to want D.K. Metcalf on your team. Jackson Smith and Jigba at wide receiver 32 is really, really rich. That is a flex play in every league, and he did get drafted in the first round, but I don't think, guys, that he's going to get that kind of work in year one and definitely not right away. So even if you do draft him that high, I think you're going to end up dropping him by week three, because he's not going to be able to show you everything right away. It's kind of dangerous. Also, even more of a side note to that, JSN has only played one half of a football game in over a year because he was so injured this last season. He has got a clean bill of health, but still, that's over a year without playing football. It's
2: still pretty scary for an athlete, you know? I got got to get in on this as well. All right, so... If you told me that, uh, let's just say we flashed back a year. JSN got drafted last year, and I was all on board for kicking Lockett to the curb. I thought he was a Russell Wilson weapon. I didn't think he was anything else. Russell Wilson proved last year, or Tyler Lockett proved last year. Russell Wilson didn't prove shit. Tyler Lockett proved last year that he deserves to be, give a little bit of respect. He did exactly what he did every year Russell Wilson was there, even in the bad years. Uh, Geno Smith looked phenomenal. I don't know why everyone is just completely writing off locket Metcalf's still up there in that, you know, whatever wide receiver 15 ish. But yeah. for some reason, JSN, it's the rookie hype that just always gets me. There's a chance that he does cut into the targets, but uh, locket at 40 or 30 wide receiver. 30 just seems a little bit low to me considering he hasn't finished under the 20 in five straight years. Uh, there's been no signs of slowing down. It's not like he gave up anything. Um, and honestly, just back to Gino, I, I just want to talk about this. This is QB seven QB eight right here. His weapons literally only got better. Yeah. You add JSN. I mean, this isn't a stat. Nothing's a stab at JSN at all. He's going to be phenomenal, but uh, not, I just don't think that him taking over this year is a thing, but you, you add either, you know, a a, a safety blanket for a wide receiver. If one of them goes down, uh, we'll get into it in a second, but they add another running back. I mean, this offense is, I love this offense. Like the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, Fan base has got to be stoked right now. I understand they didn't really get a replacement for quarterback, but when you have QB number five on the season, you don't really need one, at least not yet. No,
3: and I, I think that that's why they should just try. I mean, I think they can try to win this division this year. I don't think it's as locked in as it's been in the past, and I think they can at least give them a run for the money. I think all you're getting all of these guys at a discount right now, and Seattle Seahawks should definitely be uh, targets Um, and moving on to running backs. Ken Walker is going as RB 16 right now, which again, kind of light guys. This is a heavy run team. Um, I realized that he got hurt and so he wasn't able to play at the end of the season, but he ended up showing exactly what you wanted. Once Penny went down, Um, they did draft Zach Charbonnet. He's going as RB 32 right now. I think this is going to be a nice one, two punch. I I think Ken Walker is going to get the – I think it's going to be like a 60-40 split or maybe like 65-35 split, but I still think it's going to be – both guys are going to be viable this year, and if one goes
2: down to the moon, they go.
3: That's that's what I honestly think.
2: Yeah, so I I will say this is actually the one thing I'm not stoked on is the running back game, but like you said, if one goes down – it's the other one doing exactly what Ken Walker did last year. I actually really hated the Charbonnet pick uh, it's another it was supposed to be RB three uh, out of the rookie drafts uh, yeah. pre pre-draft. And it's just, it, I understand it's not about fantasy football. It's about regular football. I actually really down on Ken Walker this year uh, because like you said, if one of them has the role, it's going to be phenomenal. We saw what happened uh, with Kenny Kenneth Walker once uh, Rashawn Penny went down, but I don't like the, the, the buy on Ken Walker at running back 15, 17. That's just too early for me. I'm, I'm about getting Charbonnet at running back what 40 ish. Um, You're talking like eighth, ninth round to get a guy who might do exactly what Ken Walker did last year. Um, But I, I personally, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be buying uh, Ken Walker this year. I, I hope he does well. Um, I'm excited for his talent in the future, but He's paired, he is locked and loaded with Charbonnet for the rest of his career, or at least the One, rest What of should life. scare
3: people more is the word on the street is that Charbonnet is going to be the pass catching back, which just further devastates what Ken Walker is going to be doing. Because if they really do have mainly the uh, work going to Charbonnet, you're looking for Ken Walker to beat Nick Chubb, basically. <laughs> like, that's what
2: you're hoping for in this
3: situation. And that is... A dangerous game. That's a very yeah. dangerous game.
2: He wasn't necessarily a real pass catching back in general. Only had 165 yards last year, but I just feel like Charbonnet's role is not just, it's like you said, 60 40 sounds about right. And yeah. you take away, let's say, I don't know who the backup was last year, Travis Homer and the and Let's say it was Penny, but Penny got hurt. No, so. well, Penny got injured, but I mean, it was Homer and whoever else they sprinkled in there behind Walker. That was more like an 80 20 split you take away 20 more percent. It's, it's, you know, these tens turn into eights and sevens and, you know, the touchdowns get split away from him. Um, I'm just, I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I just personally, am going to stay away from him. I'm not saying don't draft him. I don't want to tell you that. I think I agree.
3: All right. Get to this defense real quick. Uh, Jamal Adams is back. Don't know necessarily if you should trust him. I think we're still, I think they we're in wait and see mode. I would trust him better on somebody else's roster. Um, rather than my own. But at the same time, if you are a Jamal Adams fan, then by all means, go for it. Um, Bobby Wagner is back again, which is even crazier. He was on the Rams last season, and now he's back in this. I think I'm, I'm in on Bobby Wagner. I think he's going to be – he's going to fit right back in. I think P- Pete Carroll is a huge fan of him, and I think that they're going to get him right back in and in there right away. Um, the Jordan, Jordan Brooks conversation is very interesting because they signed Devin Bush – to be you know to be there but jordan brooks wasn't bad last year he wasn't great we don't really know they didn't pick up his fifth year option so he is going to be a free agent if he doesn't show out this year um and with devin bush nipping at his heels i don't really know what we're going to get from that position either so a couple of interesting situations going on here is there anybody else that you would like to mention
2: no, I, I would like to mention the thing that's on the screen here. Or, or no, I don't have it on the screen. Never no, mind, I'm an idiot. That's why uh, <laughs> Jordan Brooks did is coming back from a torn ACL. Uh, yeah. So that is that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm all those Jordan Brooks managers out there. Keep him on your roster. Do not trade him right now uh, because Bobby Wagner's at this point. I mean, sure he could keep playing, but let's be real. This is probably his last hurrah. Maybe one more year after this, uh, but. Yeah, I think Devin Bush is more of a fill in for uh, Brooks until he's healthy again. And honestly, the year that Wagner and Brooks both had good years, it was 150 plus tackles for both of them. So I I don't be worried about Jordan Brooks's spot, really, in my opinion. But uh, Bobby Wagner should slip right back in and get 120, 30, 70 tackles. It's Bobby Wagner. He's the best linebacker in fantasy for years and I, yeah. I guess this years is, to come at this point.
3: This is going to be a good team. I mean, Tariq Willen was a uh, defensive rookie of the year last year, a cornerback. Um, they have Ucheno Nuuso, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the starter because Derek Hall was kind of drafted to be there. And then uh, Boye Mafe, I was a really big fan of him last season or coming into the season. Um, he didn't really get a chance to show exactly what he could do, but I think by the season's end, he might be interesting. Um, yeah, this will be an interesting defense to watch during training camp. I think for IDP purposes, you're going to pick up a lot of good notes, um, during that training camp to figure out what's what.
2: It's also a really young defensive line. I wouldn't be upset about, you know, if you're in a dynasty league, going and picking up one of these guys that's on the, you know, edge rusher position or outside linebacker since they run the three, four. Um, cause there's some sacks to go around on this team and it's not only just the line, the inside linebackers. So, uh Maybe pick up some of these guys just because someone's going to get some sacks. This defense is going to be able to hold coverage really well, and there's going to be a lot of coverage sacks out there. So, For sure. All right, Seahawks is nine and a half. All right, let's get to the schedule. We got Rams, Lions, Panthers, Giants, Bengals, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Commanders, I say commanders twice? No, okay, never mind. I'm just used to saying them at this point. Uh, Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. That is a tough middle of the schedule. November's I, rough for them.
3: I still have it over because I think they're a good football team. I think 10, 10 and 7 feels about right.
2: Yeah, and well, and I mean they got 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. That that stretch in the middle of November, early December. That's going to be rough for them, but at the same time, they're going to win one of those games for sure. I well, I they're
3: going to beat San Francisco one of those two games. They just always yeah. do. Um, so, I mean, These games always get chippy. They might take one from either the Cowboys or the Eagles. Probably the Cowboys, but
2: yeah, I, I'm saying over for sure. I think ten wins is perfectly fine for the Seahawks here. Yep. All right, last team. Let's finish strong. All right. Well, we got the San Francisco 49ers. And I just want to calm everyone down about uh, the 49ers. I feel like everyone still has the 49ers as the number one team out there in the NFC. I've seen it way too many times. Um, What Brock Purdy did was amazing last year, but we still have no idea what this guy is. We saw six games of him. He looked great doing it, but this was also one of the best offenses in the freaking league. Uh, coming into best running back, best tight end. Well, one of the best tight ends, uh, some really uh, uh, great pass catching options out there. Just let's calm down. We also, they're saying he's on track to play week one. We're not really sure at the moment. I actually love his current ADP though uh, in fantasy. Um, Even if he continues something similar to this uh, currently going as QB 27, which is out of uh, draftable status really. But I think there's plenty of quarterbacks that are going above him and They say it's his job at the moment. Uh, I mean, I think he has done everything to keep that job at the moment. Um, I think the Trey Lance stand club is just about done at this point. Um, He's played three games, uh, four games in his career. Uh, And honestly, we still never saw anything good out of those games. uh, The word on the
3: street is that Atlanta has floated a trade out to get Trey Lance to Atlanta. So.
2: I think that's personally the best case we'll scenario. we see what happens. Um, worst comes to worst. If uh, Brock Purdy's not ready, they do have Sam Darnold, who's good for a spot start. You know, I mean, he's still 26 years old and he's played okay in the past. Uh, we can't really say great. Anybody with Kyle Shanahan's good with me. I mean, yeah. Sam Darnold did fine, did okay at the end of the year last year on on the Panthers and. It's not, he's not a great quarterback, but as a, a a backup quarterback to have this, this is actually a great situation for them. But yeah. yeah, I would love to see Trey Lance just get traded and start over because I don't think he's seeing the field of Purdy's healthy week one or even week two, if they know he's going to be on track. So, yeah. um, and then we get to the best man in the business. It's Christian. We all know who McCaffrey is. And there's no doubt in my mind that this man is just the best running back in the football league when he's healthy. So. Uh, did play a full year last year. Uh, pretty excited about that. After two, you know, bum hamstring years, uh, 1,000 yards uh, on the ground and 700 through the air. So uh, we're back to seeing this. I think a full full healthy year under Shanahan. This guy could break record books of running back fantasy points, I should say. I don't think he's going to go out there and get 2,000 rushing yards. But uh, 2,000 yards total, I think is, I don't want to say floor, but, you know, close to the floor of a fully healthy Christian McCaffrey season uh, there's a reason he's you know number one in, in drafts uh, along there with Justin Jefferson so I'm okay with you grabbing McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson I mean even let's say worst case scenario Purdy's out for a couple games McCaffrey's gonna be out there and getting you some points so uh, I don't think you have anything to add here nope he draft him wherever you can. It, there's he's draft proof at any time uh, Debo on the other hand um, I'm not as stoked about this anymore but at the same time if he can transition back into a full-time wide receiver instead of being that kind of trick play specialist uh, as you see on the screen here uh, those are you just listen on the podcast my apologies for saying that so many times uh, all double digit points uh, 12 16s 14s in the first six games and then McCaffrey gets the team and it was a crap shoot also got injured at the end. Uh, Still actually pretty sufficient uh, efficient on the, in the catching game Uh, was getting a lot of targets, but didn't really look like a real receiver Um, or like, you know, he didn't look, he didn't go out there looking like AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, which I feel like he has the capability to be. It's just, I feel like he's confused and we don't really know what he is. So Um, Still going to see some weird trick plays with Debo, but I think if we get him, you know, seven, eight targets a game, this guy can be great. Um, And then we got Brandon Ayuk uh, who kind of stepped in as the real epso facto receiver when Debo was having his little slip, Uh, pretty solid campaign in the middle of the season. Um, And I think, you know, thousand yards on a season, eight touchdowns, uh, only wide receiver 15, which seems a little low for that, those kind of numbers, but we do got some great receivers in the league now. So, and then behind that, There's really not anyone you can you can keep trying to tell me Juwan Jennings is that guy. Um, It's not. There's no wide receiver three on this team. Wide receiver three on this team is George Kittle. Uh, And I want everyone, everyone to remember where they're drafting George Kittle right now. Uh, This is one of the only, in my opinion, tight ends that I'm okay with drafting before the fifth round without being named Kelsey and Andrews. Uh George Kittle needs to be get a little bit of respect. Anyone who's drafting Kyle Pitts above George Kittle I don't want to say needs to be shot in the street cuz it seems a little excessive,
3: but Jesus.
2: Yeah, it's it's just the disrespect George Kittle has gotten. And I understand we had that we did our ranking show and we talked about him about how well, we don't know who the quarterback is. Uh I don't care who the fucking quarterback is. This dude is a monster when he's out on the field. He looks Completely different, and once again, we're talking. We got Debo, we got Ayuk, and then it's and then McCaffrey. Obviously, after that, it's nobody, it's George Kittle. He is a wide receiver, he is literally what everyone wants Kyle Pitts to be. Um, we need to stop putting this out there every time he plays a near full season since his rookie year. He has been top five of tight ends, and he's going to continue to do that this year. So,
3: no, you're not wrong. Kittle, I think, is getting underdrafted right now. I mean, I drafted him when we just did a, a draft not too long ago. I drafted him. Uh, Debo is getting, I, I think Debo's best days are behind him because of what his unique hybrid role was with the team when he was killing it all those years. I don't think he's ever going to reach those heights again. He's going to keep getting drafted that way for the next couple of years. It's kind of like Odell, like he's going to like Odell Beckham keeps getting drafted off of that like one or two seasons that he was really, really good. And now he's just been kind of average for the rest of his career. I think everybody's going to draft him like he was in 2021. And I think we're going to be, it's more going to be like 2022, maybe a little bit better, but like I think that's kind of more what we're looking at. I think, Brandon Ayuk I think- is really the story on this team. Brandon Ayuk is way underdrafted right now. And I think he has a chance to vault up into the conversation of a top 12 wide receiver by the season's end.
2: Yeah. So Debo's going at about wide receiver 15, which is what Ayuk finished last year as. And, and, I going at 30 something. So like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think honestly, Debo Samuels uh, like absolute ceiling. I don't want to say absolute ceiling, but his like main ceiling is about what Brandon I numbers are. Obviously we yeah. know what Debo did that one year, but he was also the, the main running back and the wide receiver. He was the whole team that year. Um yeah. It's I, I want to see it happen again, but we got to look, if you look at it between the years, he's, He's played three full-ish seasons, and he's been wide receiver 32, 96, 3, and 40. There's one weird year in there, and it's not
3: the uh, 40 and 30 years. It's the yeah. three, three year. I,
2: I think I think wide receiver 15, wide receiver 10 is possible, but we're not like – Things would have I'm to break wide
3: sure. or McCaffrey would have to get hurt. That's the only way we're getting back to that and you do if you're san francisco you cannot afford for that to happen so yeah
2: wide receiver 20 is probably the most likely uh, of his best case percent. and if
3: you're drafting him yeah. before like the fourth round i think that you may be making a mistake
2: yeah i and i think he's going everywhere over the fourth round because everyone remembers that one magical year but when mccaffrey got there it was literally like that magic's over so for sure and then of course oh you have elijah mitchell too um Honestly, in my opinion, he's a valuable handcuff. He is Alexander Madison. Now he is the most valuable handcuff because honestly, even when McCaffrey was having those big games last year, Elijah Mitchell was still getting the ball to presumably keep McCaffrey healthy and he was doing well with it. So yeah, uh, running back 40 ish. uh, You're talking like 10th round. I'll take me Elijah Mitchell all day. Get that Alexander Madison handcuff going for sure. For sure. So uh, defense wise, i this is one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, you're not going to. I had any... it when we
3: did our defensive like units show. Me and Jordan. I had this as the number one.
2: Yeah, it's it's gotta at least be in the conversation. The addition of Javon Hargrave on top of Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa. Jesus, uh, and they don't even have a, a fourth guy that I call the starting lineup. They got Javon Kinlaw, Hyder, Cleveland Farrell, who was kind of a wash. Drake Jackson, just those three. Are the most solid three. I, I, this offense, this this defensive line is just going to be sick. Uh, yeah. Hargrave, as a defensive tackle, ended up with double digit sacks last year on the Eagles. We all know the story there. He got paid a shit ton by San Francisco to come over, uh, and he's going to keep making making noise. And next to Nick Bosa, or on the other side from Nick Bosa, those two are going to uh, wreak havoc on offensive lines. And once again, we talked about this uh, division having terrible offensive lines. Uh, all three of their division mates are in the bottom thirty or bottom 27 or less. Mm-hmm. So these guys are going to get some sacks against those teams uh, in those six games as well. Uh, and then you got Fred Warner and Greenlaw to pair at uh, the inside kind of outside linebacker. Uh, both have been phenomenal and are going to continue. Even though Jordan hates Fred Warner for whatever reason, yeah. uh, he's got to stop. He has got to stop that because he's been what, he's a, linebacker he's an five. intelligent
3: linebacker, not usually Jordan's favorite as far as like the stats go, I guess.
2: Well, he's been linebacker five for the last like three years. So I think you got to kind of get over it.
3: I won a championship just because of him in the IDP league one year. So, and there you go. I will always feel good about Fred Warner.
2: And then Hufanga, who was the breakout rookie uh, in safeties last year, he's actually, I can't believe where he's going in drafts right now. What'd you say? I said not a rookie, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Breakout story of the year. My apologies. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, where he's going in drafts is just perplexing to me. Don't get me wrong. I thought what he did was phenomenal last year. And I had, I actually have him in a lot of dynasty leagues because I scour those defensive players, uh, to try to find the breakouts, but I just do not understand how he's going as like defensive back three right now. I guess the Jamal Adams and Buddha Bakers of the world, are getting a little older. So they're, you know, people yeah. are trending towards the younger that guys. a new guy, man. Also, most people that play IDP play dynasty as well. So naturally the younger guys are going to shine over the dynasty right. brains start coming out, but uh, yeah, go get him again. Uh, if you don't have to pay too much for him. Um, for sure. And then honestly, I mean, th- those are the big names, but uh, Tayshon Gibson, Traverius Ward, uh, all going to make some plays out there. I just have a few more things
3: to add to go your, um, so I know a lot of people might be thinking, Hey, they lost D'Amico Ryans. He's now the head coach at Houston. Is that going to affect the defense that much? They brought in Steve Wilkes, who was the defensive coordinator for Carolina last year. And if anybody played IDP last season, the Carolina Panthers had a hell of a good defense. Um, Brian Burns. I mean, I don't have to go through all the names, but like they had a really good defense. So I don't think this defense is going to fall off. At all, I think they're going to stay exactly up at the top. And I just want to mention uh, Jair Brown. Uh, he's a safety that drafted in the third round this year. Um, I'm very interested in his. He's going to get on the field. He's very, very good. He played at Penn State. I was I was wildly impressed with him in college, and he's not going to take Kufanga's spot, but I think he could take somebody else's spot on the team. And I am very excited for him to get on the field this season and has the potential to be that guy like Petre or one of those guys. I, I really believe that he could be that guy this year who comes out of yep. nowhere to be the rookie that takes a weird, whoa, how, where did he come from? Like, I think that could be Jair Brown on this team this year.
2: Uh, that's super fair. I don't really – Tayshaun Gibson, I feel like, has been kind of around the league a little bit, and he's been fine. Uh, but I, I don't – I'm not excited about him as the right. second guy. And Hufanga's more of that, you know, deep – safety watching over the whole field kind of guy so maybe a more aggressive strong safety new young guy coming in on blitz packages as well i know fong also does that but yeah. um just having another safety next to him another young guy so yeah for sure all right, all right. So san Francisco's over under is 10 and a half all right i gotta pull up the schedule because i forgot that i'm joe today um I'm actually surprised they put him so low because I guess the QB dilemma. Uh, the QB is, thing is really tanking the,
3: what you're going to be get, getting with him right now. A lot
2: of people over the offseason were still saying 49ers are the best team in the NFC, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals, Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, Rams. I mean, I think that's I mean, a cake one.
3: That, what, what the heck? How did the Rams get such a hard schedule, in my opinion? And the 49ers got like an easy little I had to play the 49ers schedule. twice against the Rams, sense. but
2: yeah, uh I mean really the only like contenders they're playing against is Seattle, the Eagles, and uh I guess they play the Cowboys and then who else? The Bengals. Yeah, so they got like five Jaguars hard games, if, you, if you're a believer. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a relative believer. But other than that, they got Broncos, Browns, Browns I guess could be good.
3: Steelers. I
2: mean, Ravens. Geez, so. I mean, Ravens, Steelers could play a game, but they probably not against the 49ers. That's the start yeah. of the season. I mean, they're starting off the season. Two wins, easy. Steelers, Rams. I don't think Pickett's coming against the 49ers defense. Healthy, fresh 49ers defense. And then the Giants could beat them, I guess, week three. And then Cardinals, L. Uh, Cowboys could beat them. Browns. Oh, they got Vikings too. I mean, they got a couple teams, but none of them are like the elite teams. So, I don't know. Anyway, I think we might have lost Billy on this podcast because we do have a nice storm going through Missouri right now. So, I'm going to wrap it up for you. That's the AFC or NFC West for you. And if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us uh, at Offensive Points on Twitter or at Ombre Vendor uh, on Twitter and Josh Hall STL on Twitter. We'll go ahead and take care of any questions, concerns you have, or if you just want to talk, you want to talk something through or tell us we're wrong or you wanted us to talk about a certain topic, please let us know. Anyway, until then, good night, possums.